Hey everybody, it's Epic Percussion Podcast. It's episode 303, and you're probably really listening on release date, which is October 28th, 2021. My name is Casey Cangelosi, and with me as usual, we've got, I don't know, eeny, meeny, miny, Carly Vigna. How's it going, Carly? Oh, I'm the eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Doing well, Casey. How are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. And Ben Charles, eeny, meeny, miny, Ben. Hey, Casey. Good to be second. This should be a thing now. I think it's been like this. It's on a roll. Ksenia Kamianovich is here too. Hey, Ksenia. Hey, Casey. Good to see you. Yep, you all too. Well, hey, real quick, like I said, this is coming out October 28th, and we like to do a what happened in music history real quick, just so you learn something every episode, if you didn't already know. And this week, I found that it was the first performance of William Grant Still's Symphony Number no. 1, which is called the Afro-American Symphony. So this is a significant piece. This is 1931, and this is the first symphony symphony to be performed by a African-American composer, at least by like a major symphony orchestra, and it was the Chicago Symphony. So sort of like other, like we talked about the um, uh, Tree Monisha by... Uh, Scott Joplin a few weeks ago, uh, th- that was the first opera to implement like jazz elements. This is the first symphony to implement jazz elements to any like popular extent. So yeah, yeah, cool, cool piece if you don't know it. Timpani, cymbals, triangle, vibraphone, a few little like very sparse but um, nice little solo vibraphone moments in it. So yep, check hey, out Casey? William Grant Stills. Yeah. Did you say it was premiered by Chicago? Uh, let's see. I, I read that it was premiered in 1931 by the Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, you know what? You're exactly right. Sorry, there's a real popular recording, Chicago Symphony, but yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You're absolutely right. Rochester Philharmonic. DMA. Yeah, DMA, that's right. That's why you have the DMA. <laughs> Howard Hansen conducting. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Ben. You're exactly, exactly right. So anyway, and I guess it was like well, the most performed American symphony, I believe I read till about 1950. So anyway, think about that today and uh, take a listen if you uh, haven't already. So we got a special guest for you today. He really doesn't need any introduction. He's a world famous composer, performer, educator. He's traveled and performed uh, everywhere. It's pointless to name it all because just think of a place and it's, he's been there. So we could probably find fewer places he hasn't performed than, than has, certainly. Uh, I, sh- I will say he teaches at the uh, Conservatory of Strasbourg, and he's the very well-known and famous Emmanuel Sejournet. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, <laughs> who are you? Fine. <laughs> yep. So you guys, yeah, the French are here. Also joining us, Anna Jolie Karin is back on the show. She's going to uh, maybe assist in some translating. I hope also assist in just some some answers so hey welcome back Anna Julie thank you very much I love yep 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 so hey well first question you know Emmanuel you've got these like three inseparable activities that you just I mean you know very big part of what you do uh, in your career and of course that's composer percussionist and teacher so I wonder if you'd open up just by kind of describing your evolution and career for us yeah uh, it's First, uh, I can tell you that I was pianist between uh, five years old and 17 years old. 
and uh, I work a lot my piano and and for me it was music piano point and uh, it was it was relatively hard because my my piano teacher was a old uh, woman from Russia it was Russian school and it was yeah. really 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 hard for me <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I did the same. Very, very hard, but very good. But it was uh, each. Uh, comment dit Angelique pleurait. Je pleurais très souvent. Each lesson, he, he would cry very often because of yeah, the pressure. Really, okay. really, really. It it was really hard, but uh, it was excellent teacher. <laughs> It's all pedagogic <laughs> from all time, but it was it was really good. And, and uh, I naturally I played uh, Brahms, uh, Chopin, uh, Beethoven, Mozart, Haydn, uh, Ravel, Debussy, and that was my culture. And during this time, I I worked uh, for my curiosity. I worked violin to yeah to know how write for strings and it was interesting for me but it was not my really instrument uh, because my hands are really big it's between c and g oh wow piano. that's crazy and yeah, that's octave octave it's, ta -ta 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 -ta, it's <laughs> no problem and so that's the 12th everybody He's not talking about the fifth. He's talking about the twelfth. It was really good for Brahms, for Brahms or Rachmaninoff. It was really, really not easy, but more comfortable. Our repertoire is wonderful as pianist, but uh, you work, you are absolutely alone. Right. You teach with. You, you are with your teacher during one hour, after one week alone, alone to practice, after one hour with your teacher, she crying for you. <laughs> <laughs> and after alone, alone, alone. And uh, it's, it's really hard. And as percussionists, we, we don't imagine what is. And uh, at 17 years old, I had a fingers problem and uh, I needed to, to stop the piano. Perhaps I practice um, too much. It was six hour piano each day. And uh, I needed to, to choice an other instrument. And it was percussion in Strasbourg. I, I, I was in Strasbourg. It was percussion from Strasbourg. It was really interesting for me. And I decided to start percussion at 17 years old. And, uh, and that was for me really an other world. Crazy. <laughs> Totally crazy, uh, but we are together. We were together. The old student helped the the young student. Uh, it's I think that uh, percussion. It's like micro society. 
in university or in conservatory. And pianist or violinist, it's for each point. Percussion, we, we are together. And the mentality, the feeling is, we need to share instruments, we need to share uh, rooms, we need to help, we need to be together. And, it, and for me, it was an other life. And really, it was a big shock. Ah, music could be like this. Wow, not alone with my piano, with Rachmaninoff or with Beethoven, but with other people. And that was really, really, I was open for that. And uh, in the same time, I heard uh, music that never I heard. Uh, it was with a report, it was uh, jazz, jazz rock, uh, it was Mahavishnu, it was uh, uh, jazz music, and it was wow, wonderful. And, uh, and now I keep the two cultures with me, classical and the, the jazz, jazz rock, ethnic music. And it was big shock for me. And naturally, when I started percussion, vibes and marimba was more interesting for me because piano, <laughs> it was, the feeling was little the same for me. And, uh, and when I saw, I saw three times uh, Burton and Korea. It was uh, 1981, uh, or a little, little earlier, uh, 1980. Uh, and it was really, for me, it was big shock. It, because Burton, for me, Burton, it was the best. Burton was the best with, with Chick Corea for my test. And, but for me, the big, uh, the big thing was Chikoria because I saw a pianist, composer, with smile. And that I decided, oh, that it's this way I would like to, 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 to do. And, uh, and after that, I, I saw that uh, my teacher, my teacher was uh, Jean Batting, and Jean Batting was uh, director and fondateur from Percussion from Strasbourg, uh, timpanis from Strasbourg Orchestra, and teacher in conservatory. And um, big, uh, big man with, uh, he was hot also. <laughs> Not Russian school, but heart with with a heart energy. But it was my also my wonderful teacher. And and but I saw that during my my studies, I saw that the repertoire for percussion was it was nothing. If you compare with piano, and that I decide to to compose really, really early because it was nothing. <laughs> and, uh, and it was really interesting for me because if you compare with piano, piano, we have a million uh, score and percussion at my period, it was nothing. It was interesting and I decided to, to, to compose also. And the third thing it's uh, my teacher, uh, 
asked me to be uh, his assistant at uh, I was 20 years old. It was three years after I, I started percussion. Because naturally it's uh, for, for I go I go fast because after 10 or more 10 years piano, I, I played uh, I played before I played sonata uh, two piano percussion, but I played the piano part. Oh, wow. <laughs> naturally it's uh, and percussion I don't tell that it's easy, but it's more easier when you when you when you have ear training. Uh, violin culture, piano culture, you go fast. And, uh, and I was assistant from my teacher at 20 years old. And that was my three job, uh, percussionist, teacher, and composer. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, you know, you've mentioned uh, two teachers now and how they were kind of really hard and it was hard, but it was very good. And Ksenia, you mentioned your first piano teacher that way also. Do you all think, are we too nice now? Do we, do, do we need to bring some of that back? Anne-Julie, <laughs> uh, la traduction. Uh, is wondering should we bring some of this um, Art. like some of this approach of your teachers you know your excuse uh, me <laughs> <laughs> <rire> ok, okay. Um, tes deux professeurs étaient très exigeants, même voire difficiles, sévères. Puis Casey se demande est-ce qu'on devrait peut-être en, en ramener ça un petit peu dans notre enseignement Oui, c'est une bonne question. J'ai pas de réponse. C'était old school et maintenant, je pense que ce n'est pas possible. Uh, but perhaps uh, the, we need to find a good balance. Uh, I think I, it's it's difficult to tell. I, I think that uh, you need you you need to have uh, exigence, exigence, and Julie, like rigor. We need to be demanding. Rigor, yeah. Well, exigence, yeah. Uh, with with professional study, with students professional, I, I want that. Uh, I want to have results. And uh, okay, it's not it's not, but I want to have results. And it's not and the the job is hard, relatively hard, and uh, for professional students we need we need to not to be hard but to have direction but for 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 child uh, when i was seven it was really hard and it was she broke uh, my, my piano teacher broke a lot of people yeah and uh, okay i i I resist. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, because because perhaps my my parents helped me, um, and and for me it was piano. Anyway, the teacher it was piano or, and and music. But she broke a lot of people, and and 
we need to adapt uh, pedagogy for child. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, well said. And that's always the thing I've heard. The answer is like, yeah, sure. Some people really respond well to this, but you got to imagine all the people you've never heard of that didn't respond well. <laughs> so yeah, of course, yeah, we can't bring it all the way back from uh, where it used to be. Uh, let, let's move on to the, the next question here. Do you have any thoughts just how percussion arrived at its its current state? You know, what changes have you seen over the years with all your travel and experience? My, t- my teacher was, uh, was uh, in 1952. Uh, he studied in, in Paris first, and uh, his final exam was a concerto. At this time, concerto, it was different movement. It was one movement with uh, timpani and piano, one other movement with perhaps marimba, or zillow rimba, and one other movement, a little uh, triangle, uh, perhaps one cymbal, and perhaps two tom-tom, and a little snare. And that was the final of Paris. And now, with the same concerto, I forgot the name, uh, with the same concerto uh, we give this this piece for people for for child <laughs> now yeah. after after four years percussion you you play this concerto but at the time my teacher it was the final exam paris you don't have any instrument with the same evolution as percussion perhaps saxophone mm, right but when you see when you see the piano program uh, in Paris now it's absolutely the same difficulty as before. When when you see the when you see the program for piano for violin for 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 other instruments the difficulty stays the same as fifty years before. Naturally, it's the piece are perhaps you 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 add at the program you you add uh, you add a contemporary piece, but the difficulty stays the difficulty are the same. But for us, it's absolutely different. Now our repertoire is uh, Robon, Manouri. Sorry, Anjuli. Robon, Manouri, uh, Moijeux, Mantovani. But that is our classical piece. But our classical piece, it's it's what? It's forty years old, or thirty, or twenty years old. It's, it's incredible. Funny. And for me, it's interesting, but uh, it could be dangerous because I think that sometimes it's a little too hard and we, f- we forget the fundamental bass. And for me, the fundamental bass for, 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 for percuss- as percussionists is ear training, sight reading, and rest. Right. It, it's really, I think it's really wonderful how we've accelerated so much 
but something else we've taken with us is this expectation of including something new. It, it seems like it's very, I don't know if it's expected, but it's very common. So, you know, student recital, there's a new piece, a piece that's never been performed before. Someone is balancing a cup on their head while juggling, um, you know, bowling balls that are on fire, and we're all just like, "I oh, want yeah, this piece." Yeah, yeah totally. I'm, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it, Dan. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Anna Julie. Yeah, I have to say that actually it's something I find very difficult because, um, you know, for example, Creston Concerto. I actually really like that concerto because the orchestration is really good. Like, actually, with Sejourné's concertos, those are my favorite. And um, you can't really play that anymore. Like, people who know Marion Barr are going to be like, eh, what is she doing playing that piece? You know, but it's good music. And also, I really like, uh, I played piano too before, and I really like those composers like Brahms, Schumann and all of this. And I'm, all, I'm always worried. I feel like I won't be taken as seriously as if I was playing some new piece. And I have to assume it now because that's the direction I want to go. But part of me is like, they won't take me seriously. Maybe they won't be interested in my music. And so, yeah, it's true. We have to learn to play new music or contemporary to be taken seriously that that's that yeah. i have to say it because i have been thinking it for a long time pianists okay. i've talked to they always call their their like competition concertos the war horses and like not every piano concerto is a war horse but yeah you only take the most virtuosic show-offy uh piece and it, it's it seems like yeah, like what is considered that for us is yeah still being worked out, you know. And I mm -hmm. and I understand um, another frustration I have I think is in exploring new repertoire, teaching composers how to write for percussion, and also just being like desperate for new repertoire. It seems like percussionists, I think we put up with a lot. Like, oh, you wrote for me to play chimes while I'm playing bass drum with my foot while I'm doing this, and I have two seconds to pick up a triangle, and, and oh, and I just have to hit it with a drumstick because that's all I have. It's like, well, that's not how you play triangle. No, nope, you don't hit triangle with a drumstick um, unless it's Bartok and he's telling you to. You know, like you don't, no, sorry, like I can't play crash cymbals with my foot while playing chimes with my other hand with my hands like no that you're you need to learn how to write for the instrument like i feel like we have to you know back up a little bit um very much to what emmanuel's saying like well there's still like you know let's not forget the basics of just like what a good you know crash cymbal sounds like and um, because we're trying so hard we're reaching so hard for new rep and to to be included in what what's already going on because our growth has been so exponential uh yeah ben tell us about I, I just i was gonna say it seems like there's also a fine line though between uh being i understand what you're saying but also like close-minded to exploration like if someone were to write a piece for like eight cigarette lighters uh <laughs> which my students are working on right now and having Excellent. a blast with <laughs> But that's very, it's very reasonable to say like, hey, you have to play a cigarette lighter and you can play it properly. Like, I guess what I'm saying would be the equivalent of you have to play the cigarette lighter with your nose. 
like, well, that's not how you do it. That's not how you use a cigarette lighter. Use a cigarette lighter like this. So the composer, and by the way, here, everyone, the joke is Emmanuel Sejournet has this great piece for lighters in the dark. It's called Do You Need a Light or Anyone Need a Light? Something like that. And um, yeah, so so I, I think, yeah, there is like a little difference there. It's like, no, 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 let's be creative. Let's explore. But like, make sure you've worked it out. You know, make sure they're, they aren't trying to do something impossible. Yeah, Ben. No, I just I wanted to share a funny story about this piece. We're talking about the it, the translation is, do you have a light? Uh, I, I won't butcher the French with whoever's in the room here. <laughs> but uh, I, I had my students perform this piece probably about seven years ago or so at the university I was teaching at. And afterward, the, the band director came up to me and was like, great concert, really enjoyed it. By the way, next time, if you're using fire in a performance, we need to know ahead of time. <laughs> And he said that they would, he was like, we just need to run it by risk management and they would just have someone with a fire extinguisher stand, you know, just off stage, which I, I understand makes sense if someone's hair caught on fire or something. Uh, so this go around, I, I was not going to risk getting in trouble again. And so I actually had our, our engineering department. Uh, they like they I bought some flashlights on Amazon. I wish I had one here, but they they took the switches out and put a different switch on that clicks like on and off like a lighter. Uh, so we have this this 21st century version of it, and it's also it's a lot more reliable than trying to scrape your fingers off on lighters. But I just wanted to share my little fun story with that piece. I'm just gonna tell them it's not fire; they're not real lighters. It's not. It's not <laughs> I thought I thought about just actually trying them. to get away with. That. <laughs> <laughs> Carly, sorry we skipped over you. That's all right. Bring it back to the you know talking about contemporary repertoire and what crazy composers. I think I've said this on the show before, but when I was learning Safa. I thought if a composer handed me the score and said, learn this, Safa by Zanakis, I would have, I would have said like, this is insane. Like, I can't do this. But knowing by the time I learned it, all these other people have done it and it is an amazing piece. Um, you kind of have the trust to be like, okay, I can do this. But I don't know, I guess it's the, the balance between difficulty and what's practical and possible and musical and, and all of that. I think it's that principle we've talked about before of, uh, you know, the fastest mile ran was six minutes in the, I don't know, I'm making this up now, don't quote me, you know, the 30s. And as soon as somebody passed six minutes, you know, they got 5.55, literally the next day, other people did it. And now that mile run is down to four minutes. And it happened, I guess it happened like that every time, like as soon as someone did it, Others did it like very, very shortly after. And, and I think the first time it was literally like the next day. So yeah, that just notion that like, oh, this is possible. I can do that. Yeah, cool, cool. Let's see, what's next? I have, um, let's see. Well, as a teacher, what are practical career paths you see for students in percussion today? <laughs> <laughs> Law. Medicine. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Not percussion. <laughs> uh, it's de okay. That, that, it's depending. The, the, I see. Uh, it's, it's a difficult question. Um, when uh, when I see uh, my my period when I, I was student and after in job, it was relatively easy to find job. Uh, I worked a lot, uh, I searched job, uh, but it was relatively easy. If you work, if you have a good, uh, yeah, good feeling with the other, because 
music is also feeling with the other, we, we can find job. But now it's little different. The market job, on dit ça, Anjuli, market job, le marché du travail. There is the, the market. The market, okay. Uh, we can see that uh, actually the, is interesting because with the COVID period, but before also students are little afraid and they would like to, to have security for the job. And security for the job is uh, only pedagogy, teaching or orchestra. And uh, we, we see that in, in France, perhaps the situation is different in, in USA and in, in, in France. I don't know, but for teaching, uh, we, we know that uh, our students, it's at the end of study, 25% teach, 25% or 20, 25 play in orchestra and stay 60% or 55 play, sometimes concerts, sometimes teaching, but without security. Security as, yeah, it's a job, permanent job. And we see that the situation is, is bad. When, when I see, for example, marimba player in, in I, I was in Japan really relatively often. When I see, for example, uh, it's not against Japan, but I see people would like play only marimba. When I see university uh, and I ask, because it is, it's, it's interesting for me to ask, okay, what, what, what you make, what you would like to, to make, to, to play in your life, what, what you see your life and so on. And, and I ask our, I would like to play marimba, okay? Uh, and you, you play with chamber music or no, I would like to play marimba solo. Okay, okay, but you, you play contemporary music? No, I don't want to play contemporary music. I play uh, Samu or Sejourné or Kekoabe or, okay, nice, happy for me. But, and after that, I ask you play uh, improvisation. I don't know, no, I would like play only music. Okay, uh, and last question, you, you play other instrument? No, no, I would like play only marimba. I'm afraid about the future because it's absolutely <laughs> close. And now I ask my, my student to, to play really, to be open for all instruments, to be open for a lot of style of music, and after to have a lot of possibility to eat with music. <laughs> that is important. And, uh, and after, if they can have choice to play, okay, to, to be a star with marimba or to be star with the snare drum, I'm happy. But for this moment, for security, for my students, I would like that. No, not too early specialization. It's dangerous. 
Yeah, I think it's it's probably, and I know when I was young, it, it's so hard when you've been taken care of to, you know, imagine taking care of yourself and trying to balance what you want to do and what you love so much, but then also against the reality of like, well, if I have to, if I had to really take care of myself, what does that, what does that feel like? <laughs> you know, and let alone just myself. What about taking care of someone else too? Um, or taking care of a family, or, or you know, all of a sudden, it's it's just it's it's so hard to put yourself in that mindset if you if you've never been there. Well, I think it's something that we've heard a lot on the show um, from a lot of teachers and performers that well-roundedness, especially while you're young, will help a lot with security and just even going with the flow and seeing like what direction you can go in and what types of playing or what instruments or styles that you really love. You might not discover if you're thinking, I want to be just a concert solo marimbas and play this style of music and nothing else. Well, and you know, I, I asked earlier, do we need to bring back, you know, some percentage of the like hard teacher attitude that, um, you know, Emmanuel said benefited him and, I feel like Naoko Takata showed us a smidge of that when she was saying, oh, you don't like the repertoire and the competition? My advice, don't think about it. Just do it. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah, if you want to take care of yourself, I, I guess so. You know, like it, it can't just be what only what you want to do all the time. That, that, that might not work. You know, I, it might make you really good at that one thing because you're doing its passion. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought she had a kind of the like the reality of it is is this you know i'm not saying that's how it should be i'm just saying that's how it is let's do uh let's do next question and it is let's see is is there an aspect of training that you feel is most important to a student's career success and julie oui alors je tu vas traduire uh, l'important c'est pas de c'est de jouer très bien les instruments The important, uh, what he thinks is, is the most important is to play everything very well. Mais uh, l'important, c'est de se créer des réseaux, des contacts et d'avoir des idées. But also to have uh, ideas and create, and I guess, uh, have connections or create uh, connections. Et c est, c est, and the students forgot that. They, they think that they play really good marimba or snare or, 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 or drums and wow, I'm ready to, for the job, but no, uh, they need to, to create contact, to, to, to go to festival, to, and, and that is, it's really another job, but they need to think about, and they need to think about the program, proposition program, and that is really important. And to have imagine, imagination to create other job, new job. Yeah, wonderful. Is there an aspect of performance that you really, you think, like what makes, what makes a performer good? And I guess I'm thinking of your experience as a judge at competitions. You know, you've judged all the world's percussion competitions probably 10 times over. And what is it that makes a really good player and if you have any feelings about these competitions as well when when i see people on the competition when i would like to forget percussion 
I will glad to to see musician and know good percussionist but good musician and good personality. That is really my my priority, and uh, and I like when I see uh, really hard personality and uh, and good musician uh, and different people. Uh, for example, when you see uh, Anne Julie. She's excellent, but she's different from Kai Strobel, and she's different from Simone Rubino on Gerasimez, and that 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 is wonderful. But le point commun, comment on dit le point commun? The common point. Ah, the common point. Bah oui. Non, mais je sais pas. Common. Ah, okay. Common point is they are musicians. They are all different, but they are musicians. And no only percussionist. And they have a big personality. And that's we need to have for, for competition. After naturally, you 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 judge uh, for the sound, uh, feeling, uh, respect of writing, and so on. But after this first and dynamic and blah 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 and sticking, blah blah. But after that. The first priority is personality, musician. Percussion, it's we we it's not important. How do you feel about competitions? Do you think they're healthy, good things? Do you think it'd be nice if we could do what we do without the aid of competitions? And Julie? Est-ce que tu qu'est-ce que tu penses des compétitions Est-ce que tu penses que c'est c'est bon Est-ce que tu penses que c'est euh, sain Est-ce que tu penses qu'on pourrait faire ce qu'on fait sans l'aide des compétitions qu'on pourrait réussir Tout ça. Qu'est-ce que tu penses des compétitions oh, big, Compétition is big help for the winner. <laughs> When you see no, it, it, I, I was I was really young and I was judged for for a competition when uh, Momoko Kamiya and Katarzyna Mishka won uh, Luxembourg competition, I was judged. <laughs> wow. It was funny. Um, and it was big help for Momoko because Momoko won the competition and she had job. And we know that when you are a winner, really often you can have job in your country, particularly in Asia. More or less. Uh, after that, yeah, it's, it could be good. Uh, now, I think it's we have a little. Uh, it could be dangerous because I think, but it's 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 my opinion and it's only me. But I think that the the, the repertoire now is on all times the same. And we turn, now we turn, and people prepare during four years, rebond A, rebond B, interzone, uh, moi je, uh, okay, carter. Uh, and we turn, we turn, we turn, and for each competition, it could be Trump, it could be uh, Munich, uh, Genève, it's, it's the same piece. Naturally, sometimes you have a new piece, but the repertoire is the same. It's interesting, uh, but perhaps we, we, 
we need to to imagine other piece or other repertoire or other competition i i don't know but but now i think that it's all time i hear rebombe rebon a and and rebombe rebon a i i i cannot to hear more sorry huh? <laughs> i'm with you <laughs> to be honest i i cannot but, um... but it's my opinion and and it's there is a lot of people like rebombe rebon a i like rebombe rebon a but not too much. <laughs> well, it's uh, it, it's almost like we're becoming what you described about pianists, you know. And and I mentioned it's nice we've we've seemed to taken part of our standard is like it's expected to at least do one new thing or commission one new thing or write something. But yeah, it, it is feeling very like okay, yep, we have our new Mozart and it's Rebond's A and B. And we have our new Beethoven uh, <laughs> Waldstein, and it's this, and yeah, it's becoming. Um, we don't, we uh, Casey, we, we don't have Mozart and, and Beethoven, but we uh, we need we need to we need to to have a, a lot of repertoire, and after that, it's like piano. Uh, but we, it's impossible to stop with Robon A, Robon B, and to, okay, that is our repertoire point. Right. We need to, to, to go to the future. Right, like we don't know if Rebonds B is the Mozart yet because we only have the one Rebonds B. We need more of those, those popular pieces to, to, to sort them out. Well, speaking of going towards the future, you know, it, it seems like there's some well-supported genres of composition today, like hyper-avant-garde stuff, experimental stuff theatrical stuff, uh, pop music, neoclassical, all that fit within percussion and composers we have. What do you think, um, where do you think we're going and where should we go? Where do we need to go? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I see that actually... It's difficult because it's 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 impossible to have a career plan uh, when you are when you are students or, or for me uh, sometimes it's it's it I meet one people and and the, the, the guy told me ah you have a, I make a commission for you because I have idea and blah 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 and it's it's difficult it's difficult to to um, to tell you, but I am sure that the future of, for for example, for composer, it will be with other arts, with video or with dance or with uh, with other instrument or with uh, movies. Uh, music alone for this moment, uh, I don't know because I I hope, but actually you are, you have a lot of project with other arts with movie and uh, and naturally people prefer to see and to hear and you 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 see that it was it was a it was a c'était un julie c'était un on a beaucoup de gens qui regardent des vidéos presque maintenant sans le son uh, now he says um, we have lots of people who watch videos without even the sound. And uh, 
perhaps we, we need to imagine um, composition with dance, composition with, with a lot of arts, but only instrument alone. And I am not, and my test is, I'm not absolutely not for percussion solo. For me, it's interesting, but it's not direction. It's for me, our future is with other arts together and with chamber music. But alone, I think it's dangerous. It could be, it's interesting, but we are not like piano. We are not the same repertoire and and recital percussion solo, it's interesting, but for me, well, I hate, for myself, I hate playing solo, <laughs> uh, to be honest, also. Uh, it's interesting, but it's not, it's, it's not a but for, for young percussionists. I think it's a bad way. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, Ksenia, I think let's wrap up with some social media questions. I think we have a few. Yes, uh, we have quite a few social media questions. Our listeners were so happy when they heard that we get to talk to you. So um, we'll get through these quickly. Um, the first one is from Ante Kolesik, um, who said, who so far was your favorite percussionist to collaborate with in the commissioning process? Julie, la question c'est bien de les gens avec qui j'ai bien aimé travailler, c'est ça? En fait, non, mais ça serait qui? Les tes personnes préférées, les artistes avec qui tu as préféré collaborer pour des commandes d'œuvres. C'est dangereux. A lot, a, a lot, but uh, it was, it was uh, I like my freedom. And, and, and when I have commission, I, I like to have distance with the commissioner. But uh, a, a big, big, big thing, it was, uh, for example, with Bogdan Bakanu for Marimba Concerto. Uh, Bogdan told me, OK, I would like to have one concerto uh, more classical. And it was my culture also. And, uh, and we, he explained to me what he would like to have. And he let me with my freedom and, and the contact was really, really funny. And after when uh, I composed uh, for uh, Wave Quartet with Bogdan, Christopher Zitzen, and I composed a, a concerto for four marimba and strings, Gotan, and it was also really open and it was really, really funny. And I can tell you that, for example, my marimba concerto, and Julie know and play really good my marimba concerto, but for myself, I never played my marimba concerto. Wow. Never. I don't why? want... I, why? Because it's, it's like, it's interesting. It's like theater uh, writer. Uh, I composed for Bogdan first, and now a lot of people play this concerto and, uh, and I like that, but I heard marimba and I, uh, in my, my head, it was, it was Bogdan play. <laughs> yes. And it's not my style of marimba for myself. It's not my, my feeling for myself. And between us, I prefer vibes. I prefer play vibes. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's like when when you are, you are theater writer you you hear one one uh, one actor and you write for one 
people, but not for yourself. And for me, it was the same. Yeah. I have a quick question. I'm just wondering when you compose, do you compose? I know you say you said you don't play the concerto, but do you still compose behind the marimba? Like, do you try out stuff? No. Okay. It's depending. It's depending. Uh, I, I, okay. I don't compose. I don't compose only for percussion. I compose sometimes for orchestra or I compose for choir, uh, and I like that. Or for TV. Uh, Not for movies, but I, I would like because it's my feeling. It's movies, uh, but I compose a lot with. Uh, I, I have no rules. I, I can compose with with uh, with piano. You see, that is my <laughs> <laughs> workstation. Yeah, that is my bureau, and and I have immediately. Uh, I have idea in my head. I, I would like to. To, and, and that is piano first. After I try, depending, I try on Moribund vibes. Uh, but first is, is piano. Yeah, that makes sense. My I, culture. I yeah. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned uh, your first marimba concerto, and we have a question here from Gianmarco Petrucci asking about yeah. the process for the composition of your marimba concerto. And I think he's asking about first coming out with two movements and then the third. <laughs> and can you tell us about that? Uh, okay. F first, the, the commission was was uh, two movement. It was a uh, I don't I forgot the the, the year, and. Um, It was one slow movement and one fast movement. And um, after three or four years, Bogdan asked me, oh, it's, it could be nice if you compose like the classical form, if you compose one first big movement and with one first big movement, slow movement and one third movement relatively short, we have a classical form. And after I composed the first movement. Well, wonderful. We were all really happy to receive that. That new first movement was like dessert before dinner somehow. That's <laughs> 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 fantastic. Um, so one more question from our buddy Jade Hales, who says, can you talk about composing for vibraphone? Why is it challenging and what you would like to see more of written for vibraphone? Uh, I uh, I prefer uh, I I don't prefer to compose for vibes. I, I like to compose for all instruments. And uh, and to be honest, my my first uh, preference, uh, my, my first choice could be orchestra because with orchestra, like composer, you have all sound and it's wonderful. Um, I like vibes for myself as player because for me vibes is like piano because because pedal perhaps. <laughs> um, I prefer for for my feeling for my sensibility. I prefer vibes. Uh, I like marimba, but vibes it's good. I have all all time problem with solo piece when I compose for vibes. Or for marimba, uh, my problem is 
four sticks and as I choice. And when when I play piano, ah, I have big chords. And when you play vibes and when you make improvisation in jazz, as pianist, you need you you can add notes. You can add sevenths, ninths, elevenths. But uh, when you play vibes or marimba, you 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 make calculation. Okay, what which note I I, I can erase, and that that is that is difficult. But I like vibes, and uh, I have a composed new piece for vibes. Soon, soon, uh, soon ready. Ooh, soon vibe ready. Solo, vibe solo. Oh, nice. Oh, that's exciting because we had a, a, a listener. Uh, ham underscore play drum from Instagram. I don't know this person's name saying, are you working on any new compositions? So that's coming up. I also saw that there's some pieces for xylophone coming out in 2021. Yeah, I composed a piece for xylophone. It was a caprice, 10, 10 caprice for xylophone. It's relatively hard. It's, it could be for xylophone or for marimba, two sticks. And uh, now I, I compose a piece for full orchestra no soloist, and I compose also, I have a marimba, new marimba concerto. So many things to look forward to. Is there a premiere set for that new marimba concerto? Do you know what year it's going to come out? For this moment, I can tell you when it's ready, but it, it, it could be soon. <laughs> okay, well, that's exciting. That's amazing. Um, we have more questions. This one is, or there are many from Dimitri Konovalchuk. He says, hello from Ukraine. I love your music very much. Thank you very much. He says, who inspires you? <laughs> A lot of things. Uh, my inspiration, it's, it's Ravel. For classical music, it's Ravel, Bartok. And for jazz rock, uh, I, I like to hear uh, yeah, Chi Corea, Pat Metheny, and, and uh, Spanish music, flamenco. Yeah. But my inspiration, it's when, when, I, when I hear uh, string quartet from Shostakovich, it's inspiration. Inspiration, it's my curiosity. And I eat new new things that I hear, and that is my culture. Slowly and slowly, and I grow up with the new new thing that I hear. Yeah. Well, he also said, "Do you have a composing routine, and do you always start with the beginning of a piece when you compose?" C'est quoi la question, Julie? Est-ce que tu as une espèce de routine de composition? Est-ce que tu commences toujours par le début? Non, I have, I have, a, okay, in, <laughs> I have a lot of paper here, <laughs> and and when I uh, I travel or when I am alone or on on my phone, when I hear uh, music, I, I I write. And it's a lot of little things, and it's like a puzzle. And sometimes, uh, when I have time, I show, I try on the piano, sorry, um, and, and I make my puzzle. And sometimes, I, okay, it's not, not, not good. And sometimes I add, I make orchestration, and it's, 
I make my development. But it's really, idea is like puzzle. And I have no rules. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. That's the only way you can go about it. <laughs> it won't fit uh, if you do it always. Step uh, my one. first rules is, is uh, when I hear and when uh, it's okay for me, it's it's my best. It's, it's that I have no rules for like contemporary music, for example, to 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 have. A... No, it, for me, it's okay or it's not okay with my ear. Uh, wonderful. Our last question from social media was from Petrucci Gabriel, who said, uh, do you have any suggestions on how to interpret and study your new piece, Karnataka? Thanks. It's a big question. I, I can I can tell that when you have a new piece and when, for example, because I compose, but sometimes I play piece for other composer, I search to to have information about this composer, and uh, you cannot play uh, Manuri like you play Beethoven, and uh, and you need to you need to search, and I, I like to I like to hear other piece. When I, I play one composer, I, I like to, to search my information, to hear other pieces, to read about the composer, to know his style and one, uh, one is uh, his music. Uh, because when, when, you, when you write music, uh, you write, but you let place for interpretation. And this place is important, and this place is naturally is really important. And but this place you need to search and to have information, and that is culture. And after that, you play and you 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 work. And naturally, you can marimba concerto. You can work with one dire direction, and when you work robon A or robon B or other piece, you work with other dire direction. But you need to, to to have information first about composer and style of music. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, uh, Petrucci Gabriel, if you haven't checked it out already, there is a couple of paragraphs on Sejourné's website that you can read about the piece and the inspiration. So if you need somewhere to start from, you can go there for, for that latest piece. So there you go, do some research there. Well, thank you so much. That's all from Instagram. It showed a lot of love for you and everyone was really happy to know that you're gonna be our guest. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Fabulous, off to Ben. Yeah, I had one other question. It's funny, Emmanuel, I've never met you, uh, but I've heard so much of your music and it's so clear there's so much joy in all of your music. And one of the first pieces of yours that I became familiar with was uh, Martius Tribes, uh, which I think is actually relatively unknown in the US. And it's it's such a quirky, weird piece. Could you tell us about that piece? Oh, yes, it was it, it was funny. Martian, Martian tribes. I, I like science fiction. I, I like Asimov, Von Vogt, uh, and, and I like this literature. I am crazy about uh, Asimov. And um, and it was it was uh, it was uh, yeah it, it was I was with Bob Von Size that was for from Bob uh, we played really often one moment when Bob was in Europa we played a trio Miguel Bernard Bob and me 
And one moment, Bob teach in uh, Rotterdam, and uh, he asked me, oh, I have a student, they have a quartet, and they, they would like to have uh, one piece, uh, but they, they have only one marimba. Okay. And it was Martian tribes, and uh, it was, and for me, it was funny to, to have a choreography and a visual piece with uh, four players and, and one marimba. And it's the same, the same feeling with uh, Kamsin, with uh, for for Gene Koshinsky and uh, and uh, and Tim Brosius. It was one marimba, two players, and and you turn around, and I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, because I like I like the choreography. It's not and and uh, it's not big choreography, but you have each group has place. To make his choreography with Martian tribes, I saw a lot of different versions, and it was funny to 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 see the different direction. And I like that. It's it's a job for interpret. Well, gosh, thanks so much, Emmanuel Sejourné, for joining us. Uh, Anna Jolie, thanks so much for tagging in and uh, helping you. us out. Yes, yes, thank you so much. Uh, Ksenia, Carly, Ben, thank you. We'll uh, catch you all on 3.04. So we'll say bye now, everybody. Um, thanks again, and uh, catch you next time. Ciao. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye.